Welcome everyone to Floor 44 of Corporate Courtney and I am your host Courtney Johnson. And a lot of you all resonated with last week's episode and so I really wanted to thank you guys for the feedback and the engagement on it. I'm glad a lot of you guys agree as well that, you know, at least if we can start talking about the idea of bullying in corporate America, we can start ending it, right? We don't have to be the boomers ahead of us. As we start to lead, we can start to check some of these behaviors and start making changes in corporate America. And that's kind of the hope and the goal of a lot of the things that we talk about, right? We're developing the next beautiful, intelligent black women in corporate America in these leadership positions. And so if we can at least start to identify how we don't want to lead, um, we can be the change we wanted to see while we were suffering from it. And if you are not a beautiful, intelligent black woman in corporate America, but you've listened to this podcast, I hope that you also make the change. You also start to call things out and to see things. And I think you're already on the right track if you're at least giving your time weekly to a beautiful, intelligent black woman in corporate America. So thank you. This week, however, I wanted to kind of go over something that I think a lot of companies do lately. And it, it comes with, you know, just the typical buzzwords that happen. But a lot of corporate America tries to sell this vision or this dream that, the company you work for is like a family. When you join a new team, they're like a family. We're a family. This team is like a family. We're your brothers and sisters. And I wanted to talk about how toxic that really is. And I get it. You spend a third of your life in an office doing this job, right? It's eight hours a day at the least for most people working full-time in corporate America. So the people that you work with, sometimes there is this like, blend of a relationship because you know there is that caring and respect factor that comes in from being with these people and sometimes you even develop some empathy around some of the things that you're talking about and venting to people and so it may look like what your relationships would be like with friends and family from a very high level but that's not always the case right but there are definitely nuances of being a part of a family that would be negative if we really look at it from a corporate America perspective. Now, personally, I grew up in a family that kind of is very standard to what is shown on television today. You know, happy father, happy mother, two and a half children, white picket fence. So my idea of a family dynamic is pretty on the nose for what corporate America is kind of leaning towards when they say, oh, we're a family. But this is America and it's 2021. A lot of people don't have a positive relationship with parents. And even if you do think that you have like a family dynamic that is clean, I'm sure that there are issues that you've had where it may leave a nasty taste in your mouth for something to be something like a family dynamic. 
And when you say, you know, you have a family dynamic, what does that make you think of? That leadership is the parents and then you, the employees, are the children? How unempowering does that feel? You know, if I'm an employee, I may not stand up for myself because I don't want to rock the boat or make my parents upset. You know, that that forces personalities and predetermined dynamics to kind of make you do more than what you were hired to do, which is just your job. And when you start treating employees like family members, there are some negatives for the actual corporation as well. I mean, what are you as a leader supposed to do when you've got to fire your family member, right? You know, people don't tend to put their sisters on pips. So what do you do then? It all becomes way too personal and it gets really hard to do the things that you need to do But at the end of the day, a corporation has to answer for a bottom line. And I'm sure you've seen it. I mean, as a black woman, even black men, we typically get the feedback in corporate America that we're not, you know, socializing enough. We aren't making friends in the workplace. You know, someone comes up to you and asks you how your weekend was. You say good and you don't elaborate. They want you to have this forced socialization period. And that comes from that whole family dynamic and that aspect. You're not supposed to put up boundaries because you're not at work, you're with your family. And that's not great. It's almost like a little bit of an over, like a micromanagement situation where I have to have a pulse on everything that you do so that I can control whatever's going on. And that controlling behavior from a parental figure is really negative. You know, if you if you get into a space where we no longer have boundaries at work and everything's starting to bleed in together, you start, you know, asking people things outside of work hours and, you know, the conversations are a little too loose. And, you know, you you can teeter on exploiting your employees and making them do things that they're not comfortable with or, you know, that are outside of their their working abilities or what they signed up to do because They've got all of a sudden this feel and this need to make sure that they're pleasing mommy and daddy, right? Or if you're a corporation, we can look at this from, okay, this is purely, I'm okay with exploiting my workers. What happens when these employees are overly loyal? You know, this is their family, so they want nothing bad to happen to them. So if they see any wrongdoing, they're not snitching. You know, family secrets stay in the house. Outside people don't need to know what's going on. And boom. You're open to an investigation and you're wondering why there were no whistleblowers. Well, because you've developed this thing as a family. Or, worst case scenario, these employees are so loyal that they're more likely to do illegal and under-the-table type stuff that can lead your corporation open to, you know, litigation. And you had no intentions of the sort being done. But, you know, loyalty breeds desperate acts and people pleasing and and those dangerous things and so you've got employees now acting incorrectly you've got people who are seeing it and won't say anything and you've opened yourself up to a whole bunch of stuff because you're a family come on that all makes sense and for employees if you're working for a corporation that makes you feel like it's all a family you're And you find yourself, you're going above and beyond to do a lot of those things. Like maybe it's not in your nature, but because you've 
you've been surrounded and bred this idea that you guys are a family, you are overperforming. You are doing way more. You're going above and beyond. You're offering services up to other people just because you want to help your sister out. You know, it, it's all goodwill coming from you. But then what happens? You work yourself into a tizzy and then there's burnout. And then once you're burnt out, you aren't doing the job that you were paid to do. And now you're on some performance and, you know, improvement plan and you're trying to figure out why are they judging and questioning you? You've been doing above and beyond for forever. Why, why all of a sudden there's their conversation about your productivity? Well, because at the end of the day, you've burnt yourself out for something that you, you thought was helping the company, but you weren't directly asked to do. And what you were directly asked to do is suffering. And therefore, the bottom line is suffering. And hello, again, this is a corporation. You have stakeholders and customers, consumers, other people that you answer for and to outside of just the, the employees and the teams that you're working with directly. So where do those people fit in into your family dynamic? And when does that family start to hurt the people who are spending their money? But this is a place where you do spend most of your life, right? You, we work the eight hours a day. We spend two hours trying to decompose from it and then two days of freedom to try and avoid the existential dread that was the work day. So I get it. You want to be around people that, you know, support you emotionally and you you do generate friendships that come from just being around people a lot. And you also want to be with people and in spaces that help you grow. And those aspects of a family are great. And you may want those pillars to matter in a corporation, but it doesn't need to necessarily be a family. The Harvard Business Review and Forbes and a lot of other people who have done a lot of the extensive research around, you know, with the toxic behavior and negative impacts of calling something a family, you know, they they offer up ideas as far as like, you know, set it up like it's a pro sports team or to call it a tribe. My personal tidbit, don't use tribe. Don't use tribe in a corporate American setting. I think, yes, we've grown up to be able to learn and say, oh, this is my tribe. Find your tribe. Don't use tribe. It completely does an erasure of tribal identity that comes from the Native Americans. And so if we can steer clear from that, let's do so. But I think sports teams, that's a perfect idea to generate that fostering improvement and growth. And yeah, I mean... Not every team is about that. I mean, you could play for the Browns. But for the most part, that's going to be the more general idea of what you want to do. You're just all trying to drive towards a common vision of the corporation. You know, this ain't High School Musical. We ain't all in this together. At any given point, I'm leaving and you're leaving too. Or you're going to be asked to leave. You don't do that in a family. Effie White will tell you in a heartbeat. They were singing, we are a family like a giant tree. And then when the tough got going, she found herself bought out. So be on the lookout for companies that are really pushing that. You know, we're a family here. You know, this culture is like a family. You know, start to listen to those things and see what follows after it. How do others behave after those kind of comments are said? And that may, and it should probably deter you from taking a job in a place like that. Or if you're already in an organization and it's like that, 
start trying to change the culture. I mean, I think there are several things that you can do to try and steer away from some of those things that occur in a toxic family organization. So don't get in onboarding and talk about you being a family, you know, or if you've got employees that seem to be overwhelmed or are working a lot harder because they feel that pressure of a family dynamic, pause it, especially if you're in a leadership position or if you're not in a leadership position, recognize that you're overwhelmed and know what you need to ask for. Ask your boss if, you know, the workload can be shared. Ask if you can reshuffle priorities, you know, take some time off. Make sure you're separating from it. And don't end up in a paternalistic relationship with your bosses either, right? If they don't trust you to make decisions and they're constantly trying to tell you what to do and that's on highest paid person in the room type activity and rudeness, then that's also a really bad sign that you need to be making moves and being clear about your expectations of the job that you're doing. If you're empowered to make the changes that you want to make and you're not answering to mommy for the things that you're doing, that's where you want to be. Meeting those performance standards that are being set. Most employees can get down with like a shared common vision. That's completely different than forcing some sort of fake relationship building and things of that nature in a job setting. You also don't want to breed a really unprofessional relationship in the office. Talking about things that have nothing to do with your job, belaboring on stuff that should be happening outside of working hours. A lot of those things bleed and it's hard not to get into a situation where you're, you know, crossing boundaries of what's appropriate to share with work people, or even leaders at that point. And don't let a family dynamic in your workplace make you afraid to leave people. You know, a part of being a part of a team and being in corporate America, one of the aspects you should be looking for in a job is their ability to help you grow and develop and move on to that next position. You know, we're millennials and Gen Zers for the most part. We're not staying at a job for forever, right? That loyalty is not there coming from the corporation, so why would I give it up to the corporation? I mean, they'll lay you off in a heartbeat. But if while I'm there, I'm growing, I'm learning, I'm succeeding, that's fantastic. But I do need to be on the lookout for my next role and my next position. And if it's a family, I may hold myself back because I don't want to leave someone behind or I fear that, you know, I'm, I'm letting down some part of my family. And you're only stunting yourself because like I said, if it came to the company's need to get rid of you, they probably won't think twice about it even though you're their family. Eh, I'll give you this. If they claim they're a family corporation, they will give you the second thought. But the third, please. But you have to remember, a job is a transaction. For money, I give you this service. There's nothing familial about that. So be aware of it. You know, keep it at the forefront of your mind. If you are in an interview and they're constantly talking about family, that is a red sign, honey. And if you already work for a company and you feel the pressure that comes from that familial organization, please make sure that you're you're seeing it and you're putting up the boundaries for yourself 
So you do not fall into places where you become the victim out of that relationship. Keep in front of your mind. This is transactional. I get paid to do this. I execute this. And I don't want to be forced into a scenario of, you know, forced socialization or being micromanaged or, you know, not having these work-related boundaries. Be open to it. And then be open to having that conversation with leadership when you see it. Hey, I feel overwhelmed by a lot of the stuff that's going on or I've noticed that I've been doing this. And start to start taking care of yourself. And at least start mentioning some of these things in some of the meetings and and conversations with your leadership. And if you're a leader, please be careful of that. Don't mention a family while they're onboarding and trying to, you know, make them drink the Kool-Aid. I think there's other ways to pull in engagement and um, create a close-knit relationship amongst your employees without some sort of emotional blackmail. And that's all I've got for you guys this week. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you for joining. If you currently work in a company that really pushes that family dynamic, please share your takes on it. Whether you agree with it being toxic, whether you actually really enjoy it, it's something that you're looking into um, and is actually a green sign for you. Um, I'd love to hear other perspectives on this one. So if you are or you do, please reach out at thecorporatecourtneypodcast at gmail.com or on social media at underscore corporate court. And that's all I've got for you guys this week. Thank you, um, as usual, for listening. Thank you for your engagement. And I will talk to you all next week. Toodles. It's Courtney. It's Courtney. Who's the girl who loves to ski? It's Courtney. It's Courtney.